Hello everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us again on this special edition <laughs> of uh, Doing Soon Insights. So Doing Soon Insights is a, it's all about uh, sharing tips uh, and uh, insight information around how businesses operate, uh, the pros and cons of running a business in Nigeria. So today we have Douglas, who is the founder and CEO of Sela. I think we should clap to that. <laughs> so what really got my attention was you wrote an article saying you did one billion naira in terms of revenue last year, in just one year. So we'll start by just give give us a bit of a background why and how you started set up it's actually very interesting because like i guess in two days we will be six years so it feels like we've been doing this for quite some time i recently just confirmed that it was october 9th that we put out the first like the website went up like oh hey we're ready for this so at the time i used to work at paystack it was 2016 and then paystack at the time only used to serve like businesses registered businesses and then we used to get a lot of emails that come in and like, oh, hey, I want to sell like an ebook, sell something small. And um, I did have a group of friends. We used to like build stuff together and we're like, and we're always looking for like something to do together as like a project. And so I was like, oh, hey guys, we should probably do something. Um, this is the problem that people seem to have. Nobody's really making it easy for them to like achieve this. So then I think in a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks to a month, we built like the first version. MVP. Yeah, it was just something that we're like, okay, you can upload your products, you can have an instant link immediately, and you can share it with people to pay for things. And yeah, that was how Seller came about. And I mean, over the years, it's still very much the same thing, but just there's so much depth and I guess um, breadth that has been covered when it comes to like selling digital products online. So you did this while you're at Paystack uh, yeah. for how many years before? I only just became full-time by the beginning of last year, that's 2021. I mean, I left Paystack in 2017, I started working at a different company, and I worked at different startups again. By 2020, we had actually achieved a decent amount of growth, right. and then it was, and then by 2021, but I was probably just dying, because like, it was a lot of work, right. trying to handle, like doing a full-time yeah. job, trying to handle, trying to process. So by 2021, I decided that, Okay, let me quit and then let's try to see how to make this work. At that time, you already knew how well the money you were making. Already. So the funny thing is, in 2019, so I think 2018, we probably did like 3 million naira in revenue. That's okay. every, yeah, 2018, yeah. gross revenue. In 2019, it was maybe like 6 million. And then by August 2020, we started seeing like growth. And then by the end of 2020, it was like 100 million. Right. So... It was very, and I, I mean, I'm not even going to lie, like it was very comfortable for me to try to keep my good engineering job, but I guess, but the thing is, by the beginning of 2020, I was, I had already told myself that, hey, I've had this for three years plus now, I'm either going to give it like a lot of push and it goes well and we'll see how it goes, or I, and then if it doesn't work out, finally I can pack it and just move on and win my life. So by the end of 2020, I'm doing very, doing fairly well. I was like, okay, we might as well just like give it a shot and see where it goes. And I mean, it's great to see that the things have also just flourished more. 
So from what you say, it seems to uh, it seems like you have a background in tech as an engineer. Yes. So that means you have a sort of a plan B. Yes, but I but yes, yeah, so my background has always been in engineering. Um, yeah. So you did the first initial development of Seda. Yes, my friends and I. Okay. Yeah, so we'll be. Um, I feel like we did it in like four weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks-ish. Um, four weeks plus maybe. Because we were really just trying to do something very simple. So almost, we had a landing page, we had the store page, the same right. product page, right. and we had a dashboard that you upload. And everything was very, very just the bare minimum. There's this uh, conversation we had one time. Yeah. Around some of the challenges you had when you launched. And I think you even said... When we were trying to introduce your notify, you were saying, okay, how are we going about uh, our marketing, how are, how are we reaching out to businesses? I think you said you were DMing people about 500 yeah. a day on IG. Um, earlier today, I was just telling you that I was going through some of like my notes app right. um, from 2016, and then I saw some of the things I had written. So the conversation you were talking about was in 2020, when I was like trying to like be serious or right. get it done with, right. A lot of that went into like better social media. I'd had a social media person in maybe like 2018, but that, that was just a lot of, it wasn't really working out well, so I just parked it. This was also very pivotal to like how I navigated doing seller in 2020, cause I was working for like an, for an investment company, but as a software engineer, but I was just doing a lot of work closely with the marketing team. So I sort of saw a lot of like the work that went into, um, that went into like PR, that went into like product announcement, product releases, that went into advertisements, that went into um, analytics. And so that sort of really gave me a very rich idea of like what I wanted to do on that level when I started. So in 2020, when I, was, I said I was going to be ready to like do stuff, I... Um, a lot of like the work that I was doing was like social media because I knew okay this has to make sense when people people will come and see you they need to see something that makes sense um, then at time because it's a program not a lot of people knew I had to like send a ton of DMs um, and yeah so we sent like 500 DMs and let's say like if not more and the open and response rates was very small. Um, 10%, yeah, but like the open episode where it was like very poor, but at least it still allowed us to have some conversation with potential yeah, customers, yeah, um, and at least it, it actually helped us find like the customer that really turned it around. And I'm just being very literal to our revenue was actually from someone I was DMing. So like the customer that came and in like three days we saw 21 million from her cost launch. But someone that I have been DMing. Every founder seems to complain about uh, starting, launching, and growing a business in Nigeria. For every industry, for every sector, there's always, always the challenge. So I think at some point I was even thinking to myself, which one is better? Service business or product-based, transactional business? And personally, my conclusion is service business. Now, <laughs> Other people might have reasons to say, for instance, um, I think the, the Twitter post I saw recently was saying uh, Flutterway is doing about $50 million transaction. Uh, is it in a month or in a year? I'm not quite sure. Uh, but the point is, with product-based, you can do volume, right? And with service-based, 
it seems like a one-off kind of business. So in your business terrain, um, can you share some of the challenges and of course your obstacles and how you've been able to overcome them? Um, I mean, I feel like if I, could, if I, if I were doing a startup again, which I don't know if I will, based on reality, but I think I would definitely pick a product business and less of a service business. Right. Just mainly because when you do a service business, you kind of have to be present for money to be made or people have to be present. And it doesn't mean that people are not present in marketing like a product or... It's getting like the Yeah, but like I guess with a service business, the value is you and that might just be a lot. And that might also just hold you back a lot. But again, it really just depends because there are service businesses that are billion dollar companies and more, um, and it's not even a function. So it's like, it just depends. And of course, you can scale a product business more than you can scale a service business. Yeah. I mean, like in that context. Yeah. So I guess I would most likely pick like products if I'm doing this again. Um, with challenges, I mean, challenges just always differ like based on your kind of product. I think sticking to like seller, we've just always done this like remotely, so that has helped in that way. Um, but I think at the beginning it was very hard because we were trying to get people to use us to sell their product. And for that to happen, they sort of have to trust you. So there was that idea of growing trust for a product that they did not know and also for a product that was somewhat faceless. With some tech companies today, like when they are doing products, there's the tendency for like the startup for the founder to be like the face of the product. If you don't know much about the startup, you kind of at least know the person and that gives you trust in that way. Um, so it was kind of like hard trying to grow a faceless business. I, I also couldn't even be in that position of putting my face out there because I guess personally it was just not something I liked. But nonetheless, um, there were, there were challenges with trust, trying to grow trust. And I mean, with, with, with things like trust, like most of the time, it just comes with time. Obviously, it, obviously, there's good service delivery at the beginning and making sure that what people come for, they get. Um, but then over time, like, but that's also just something that will not come like instantly. The trust issue seems to be some, it's a Nigerian thing. Like, I mean, it is everywhere. In your own business sector or industry rather, um, how do you see the growth potential like so far? It's so funny because even when we started ticking off like growth wise, I used to look at the numbers and I just used to always be anxious. Like I'm like, oh, can we meet this number next month? Can we not meet this number next month? And it was always like that battle. And the good thing is I think over the last 18 months, there has still been growth, so thank God. And I would say that digital, the idea of digital products is even way more pervasive as now than it was like a couple of years ago. I think in 2016, even when we started, even though I knew it was a thing that made sense, it was also just a thing that a lot of the market wasn't ready for. And that's why I'm very glad that we sort of stayed and we had the opportunity to stay because not a lot of startups can stay, can, can afford to stay and wait. But I'm glad that we sort of, I mean, that I, I know that the growth that we have now or the reach that we have now is just a function of how much smartphone penetration has grown in the last right, couple of years. Right. Internet is Internet so much better. Um, payments is so much more accessible online than it was in 2016 when it was just like at its infancy and pace that can flood away, we're coming up. So those things really matter um, in how you think about 
growth and things. Like I'm sure internet penetration definitely has also just played a big definitely, factor in how all of these things. Is, yeah. And as we just grow more as a digital company, like I guess, like as a digital world, sorry, more businesses that depend on it, that use technology would also hopefully see growth. And they use that to grow. Um, yeah. So your article stated um, you had one billion naira in revenue for 2020. For 2021. So for 2022, you haven't written the article yet. So can you tell us how much you think we are projecting for 2022? I mean... I will not. I mean, I will not be saying. But I mean, I was very glad when we did pass 2021's revenue okay, this year. Okay, so that was nice. Um, it was something I was really looking forward to, and I was, it felt good. It felt good that oh, we right. passed that, and we're moving forward to it. So that's and nice. um, you operate not only in Nigeria. Yes. So how is it like operating in other current, uh, other countries with uh, different currencies? Using the uh, payment system that we have now, it's just relying on uh, is it Paystar, Flutterwave. So how are we able to manage such? So I mean, a lot of what we do is we try to integrate multiple payment gateways right. across board to just make sure that we can serve people all over the world. Right. So I think our primary partner is Flutterwave, and then we have Stripe, we have PayPal, um, and then sometimes in some cases we use Paystar. So Flutterwave is responsible for all of our African payments today. Um, they are they are pretty much everywhere. Um, and I mean, even with expansion to other countries, we're in like maybe 13 African countries now, um, um, including Nigeria. I don't think we have deep roots in all of the countries that we're in. We do have customers and creators that sell from those countries, but we do, definitely do not have deep roots. And expansion is something that, of course, just has to be very, you have to be very intentional. A lot of the expansion that we've done so far has more, has been more from like requests, like, oh, you guys have this product, we really need it. Make it available to us, and then we make it available, and then we, I think we do, we do some ads across. I don't think our ad strategy really covers other countries, like outside of Nigeria, Ghana, and Kenya today. But I mean, it's something that we're hopefully looking forward to doing a lot better and a lot like more efficiently. So we'll just see as time goes. What are the things you feel is probably lacking in the market? that you've experienced or you are even probably willing to pay for that will be an attribute or added value to your business? I think I've talked about this before, but I feel like one of the things that a lot of businesses that are in the e-commerce or fintech space would benefit from would probably be like a good fraud management system. Fraud management? Fraud, fraud. fraud. Oh, yeah. Okay, cyber security. Not even cyber security in that way, but like fraud, like just stopping people paying that maybe maybe using cards that don't belong to them. And, and, and the good thing is, I'm very glad that our payment provider, Flutterwave, already does a great job in, they do a great That's job in, 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 in stopping. Yeah. yeah, but like, I definitely just, like, I feel like a lot of people build really great products and like, fraud just has a way of, just, it's, and, and, and the thing about fraud is, fraud is so expensive, not just in the cost of, not just in the cost of like how much you lose, but also like in time, time and dispute management and back and forth. It's exhausting, and it would be really nice to like hopefully get to a point where there are good systems in place that sort of help us serve our customers. So like so we can focus on things that matter instead of fighting God knows who and who from here and here. 
Are you looking into funding at the moment? I mean, or if someone offers you, will you be willing to pay? Um, honestly, I don't know. Um, I don't think personally I've been averse raising money. I've worked on maybe four or five startups in the last, from 2016 to 2021. And I think a lot of them were, like, three of them were YC raised venture capital. Actually, all of them. I've never worked at a startup that has not raised money. Um, <laughs> but I feel like one of, the, one of the very early lessons I learned, and, that's, and you see this as you navigate from, like, one startup to the other, you kind of see... A lot of the thing, and it just depends on, I guess, how close you are with the different founders and, and all of that, and how privy you are to different sets of to different information. But I feel like I was very aware of like how money was spent. I was very aware of how money was spent, and especially aware of like the return on investment when money was spent. Right. So it kind of just gave me. So I guess that's one of the things that made me not super eager to like raise because. At every point in time, I sort of had an idea of what I needed to take the business to the next level. And it was just never really money per se, at least so far, um, at least for the longest time. Like, I feel like whatever money that, like, I wanted to just do anything. Like, I mean, one of the best things that, we spent, that we've been saved from spending on is um, hosting credits. We've had the best credits for the longest time. And maybe that'll finish, and then I'll be like, okay, maybe I need that money now. But I think aside to that, it was just always very clear to me, like, where money was going to and the impact of the money that came at the end, the impact for growth and everything that came out of all those expenses. So that just really made me not eager to, 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 to like, go after money. So I, I was just always eager to, like, eager to try things that, I guess would help growth and then those are the, those are the things i was just most comfortable doing so even with us not raising now it's not a function of like oh i don't want to raise money it's i guess I've, we've just not gotten around it yet right. um so in the question of like if someone brings money tomorrow would we take it i don't know like i feel like we'll see um, i know your timeline is uh commerce for the creative mm. industry right? yeah Okay. Um, so can you share some of the uh, values, benefits, features that really, really help this uh, creative? I mean, so selling is like an e-commerce store builder for people that are selling digital products. Right. So you want to sell like an e-book, a course, a training, a package, whatever it is, people there, so many kinds of digital products, we make it very easy for you to sell. You can sign up in less than five minutes, you get set up, um, you get set up in less than five minutes and, um, and you can start selling. So we, um, one of the things that we have is our multi-currency. So we sort of make it easy for you to sell in almost any, in almost all the just top currencies that you need. People from anywhere in the world can pay you. We make it easy for your customers to like access the products that they've bought. So it's just like very seamless. And those are like the top things that people care about. So if I am a creator, I write books, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, I think this lady, ah, what's her name? She works on Microsoft. She's quite popular on Twitter. I can't remember her name now. Uh, she was selling a book. Oh, 
Oh, Adora. Adora, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she was I was like, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? I should know that. <laughs> yeah, Adora. So I think our book was from. Cool. Yes. She, she sold she her books. She's also selling her courses on Sala. So, how do you undo shipping if someone is selling such? Uh, so, because a lot of products that people sell are di- mainly digital products. Oh, so, there's no shipping. Uh, there's no shipping in yeah, so. Do you want to, or is there any plan on going that? Uh, no. Online or no. The answer is no. So in 2020, we have obviously done that, like we have started going high, mm-hmm. that reached like a very big, let's say numbers are very high. We have built the product to work for digital products and physical products. Um, and so it's like you can sell digital products, you can sell physical products. We just wanted to like keep the door open for any. And we're really trying to like make it work, even though that, even though like physical product sellers made up like maybe 10% of our market. And from all of my DMs to so many people, Physical product sellers would say no more than digital, digital product right, sellers. Right. So they were like technically harder markets to like reach. And so we're just really trying to decide in this new website, so we're trying to really communicate like our best value. Because it's like there's a certain there's a certain way to decide to be if you're talking to physical product sellers, it's a certain to be if you're going to digital product sellers. And we're just trying to decide like, do we want to like keep the door open for both? Because the value from physical product sellers it's, it's still there, like it could still be very big. And we're debating it internally and I was just like, oh, we should definitely do like digital and we're still not sure. And then I can't remember why, but I think I was doing YC Startup School then, the, their online thing. I don't know which of the YC partners I emailed, but I emailed one of them. I emailed one of them saying, hey, uh, I have this product like 90% or 95% of my customers are digital product sellers and 5% are five um, are physical product sellers and I'm really not sure like which and like we're thinking of designing the website uh, but there's so much potential for like the 5% well, like yeah. which should we do and he's like if 95% of your customers are di- the answer is clear like what are you doing? And that is the thing that sort of like helps me just like say, okay, I'm done. It's always actually just been a bigger struggle to reach physical product sellers. So yeah. yeah, as well. So tell us something that we don't know about it. That I actually do know about it. Hmm. What do you not know? I didn't know you were a programmer to the core. Um, let me see. What do you not know? Do I still there? I would have read it. <laughs> I would have prepared something. Oh wait, let me see. Wait, let me see. I have to think of something. I have to think of something now. I mean, I guess you already know that I worked at Playstack and Flutterwave, so that's, that's not a fun fact anymore. Um, oh, okay, I guess. I, when I joined Flutterwave, I rebuilt, like, butter, the butter app. Like, I rebuilt the whole thing, and I built, like, a co- the customer-facing app, and I rebuilt, like, the corporate, they had, like, a corporate one, corporate version then, so I kind of, like, rebuilt that. You did the web before the mobile, so you're talking about the web. Yes, yes, I did, like, I rebuilt the whole, like, cost consumer app, and from, like, API, front end, everything. So, I guess. Good, that's good. That's good. Okay, that is something. Um, that's pretty much all that we have to say. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you.